Monday, uh, a very snowy Monday. If you're listening in St. Louis, uh, we we survived the uh, what was it? Almost a foot of snow this weekend. So, uh, and don't don't look at the forecast for next weekend because there may be more snow. But we'll see. It's a week away. You never know what'll happen between now and then. Uh, Andy is still out sick today. I'm holding down the fort on this on this snowy Monday. Uh, get well soon, Andy. Uh, we miss you in here. <laughs> uh, it is uh, it is January 14th. Uh, March for Life in Chicago was just yesterday. Uh, March for Life in D.C. is this coming weekend. So a lot of exciting things happening. Um, and if you were listening in uh, in the break, we have uh, we have a Church of the Week this week, which is a, a pretty cool thing for KFUO Radio. We have a church that uh, that comes alongside of us with our with our mission and and helps us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ across uh, the U.S. and across the world. Uh, and our Church of the Week for this week is St. Mark's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Ferndale, California. And joining me by phone today to talk a little bit about St. Mark's and maybe some theology too, uh, is Pastor Tyrell Bramwell, who is, it was, you're not a church, you're the pastor, pastor of St. Mark's <laughs> Evangelical Lutheran Church. It is Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How, how are things in, in Ferndale? It is early for you over there. It is a bit early. Yeah. Um, it's great here. It's, it's not covered in white, that's for sure. <laughs> the moisture we get out here, we don't have to shovel. So that's a, that's a blessing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for, for those of us who are, who are Midwesterners, uh, lifer Midwesterners, whereabouts is Ferndale, California? Yes. Well, this is kind of interesting, a little bit of trivia for everybody. This is the most westerly city you can be in and still be on the continent. Oh, there's there's a little it like jets out. We're Northern California, and there's a little bump out in the California map, and we are right on that bump, as far west as you can go. Um, <clears throat> if your listeners know where Eureka is at, we're up by Eureka, and if they don't, we're about two and a half hours south of the Oregon border. <sighs> so you're you're up there in Northern California, then? Way north, yes. And I think up I by must the redwood trees. Oh, so is it is it beautiful landscape up there? I imagine. It is gorgeous. It is uh, giant trees, the ocean, um, forests, mountains. It's kind of, it's just, it's God's country for sure. Absolutely. I think I must have been listening to an interview with you on on another uh, podcast, and and you explained where Ferndale was, and I'm pretty sure I went to Google Maps and was searching it because that was so interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was recently on stu- the Student Union. Oh, that that was probably what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell me about about St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Ferndale. St. Mark's is the actually the historic mother church of the whole North Coast. Hmm. Um, we're the first church uh, founded by. Uh, Dairymen. This is a dairy community founded by dairymen back in 1906. Um, so one of the older California churches. The first missionary was out here in 1893. Interesting connection to St. Louis. Our founding members were actually directly from Old Trinity there in St. Louis. Wow. So when they came out here, they sent a letter home saying, we're without a pastor. We need, we need the church out here. So please send, send someone to us, which was great. And, um, so, yeah, we're the historic church. Unfortunately, 
the other churches in this area that St. Mark's originally planted have, in the last few years, last 20 or so years, closed up their doors. And mm-hmm. so we're also the last remaining church uh, in the area, mm-hmm. which is a bummer, and we yeah. hope to turn that tide around and, and fight against that. But um, small little church doing great work in uh, uh, our little village here. Ferndale is a Victorian village. It's surrounded not only by redwood trees and forests and ocean, but our architecture in town here. We're a Victorian village, so everything is from the for that Victorian era, gorgeous little town and uh, gorgeous little church. Just uh, doing what we do, remaining faithful and being Lutheran and um, praising the Lord every day. That's that's fantastic. I think we'll have to take the coffee hour on the road to, to Ferndale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you want to. You're welcome. I, I, might, I might have to talk to Andy about that when he's back. Uh, uh, what what do you do um, weekly or, or monthly to uh, to uh, um, get your people in in the Word and 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 to keep them in the Word week week to week? Yeah, well, we have our standard divine services um, every Sunday. We also have midweek Bible studies on Wednesdays uh, every every Wednesday, except for during Advent and Lent, um, which is is always re- well attended. Mm. Um, which is a great thing. And then, you know, we um, we have different things going on, uh, newsletters and just all the kind of, just kind of your standard fare, really, um, throughout the week. And, you know, the Internet, we use the Facebook and social media to keep connected as much as possible, although the congregation is a, a more aging congregation. Not everybody is online. Uh, we still have some folks who still don't have computers at home and things like that. So mm. the, the printed newsletter and... Um, we send out a devotion every week that they can do a daily devotion. They, uh, Lutheran Hour Ministries and Portals of Prayer are a lifeline for my people. They mm-hmm. they read that stuff and, and listen to those things every single day. Absolutely. Anything else that, that you'd like us to know about, about St. Mark's? Just uh, if you're looking for a vacation place, <laughs> you know, here we are. There is a faithful church right next to those redwood trees that you can drive through and don't have to you can go on vacation and not leave the church at home. Absolutely. Are, are there mountain bike paths? That's what I need to know. Because then I'll take a vacation. There are. Yes. Well, I'm there. Yeah. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday, uh, yesterday we we had the uh, baptism of our Lord in our three year lectionary, um, and and I think. Uh, this might be something that maybe we gloss over. You know, we've come off of Christmas. Uh, we're into the season of Epiphany. We're kind of all in the in the post-holiday uh, weird space, <laughs> getting back to work, getting back to school. Uh, but this uh, this this Sunday, uh, it's actually a very uh, important part of of the church here for us, isn't it? That's right. Absolutely. So and t- it, you're you're kind of right. It, it kind of starts to get. Um, if we're not careful, we can really quickly overlook yesterday. The baptism of our Lord, because of all that, I love that weird space that we're in, um, <laughs> and that it's it's so important to focus on on what our Lord did for us and what this day means for us. And um, you know, oftentimes it gets overlooked because we think, well, Jesus was sinless. We know that. We hear we've heard that before, and he didn't really need baptism to wash away his sins. And so we kind of maybe even start to diminish what's going on here because we we know kind of the big points of the story and we kind of move past it. What I focused on yesterday was really um, just kind of still has me going is that this is Jesus giving us the gospel gift. This is directly connected to the cross. And so as we see him stepping into these waters to uh, not because he had to, but because he wants to be our savior, 
we can take a minute and reflect on how when we step into those waters, we're gospeled. We're just completely given the gift, the Christmas gift, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was born so that he could die, and baptism's right in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm trying to think through the, the theology of all of this while while, while we're talking. Um, what mm-hmm. What does uh, Jesus doing or Jesus being baptized for us? What does that tell us about about his his the, the two natures of of Christ, both his his God and 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 man nature at the same time? Oh, absolutely. We see this, you know, we see the Trinity there at the baptism. We mm-hmm. see um, the heavens are opened up. We hear the voice of the Father. We see the dove, the Holy Spirit coming down like the dove. And we see that he is taking on his office of Messiah. So we, here we have, we have the two natures kind of, um, I don't know, the word colliding maybe. They're, here they, they're hitting us both at the same time. We have the Son, the, the divine Son. We also have Mary's Son, um, Jesus stepping into his earthly ministry, his role as our, our Christ for us. And, um, you know, we think about this, and did Jesus, did Jesus do this so that we would have one more law to do, one more thing for us to have to do? You, you must be baptized. If you, if you want salvation, you must do No, not at all. Jesus did this because he wanted us to long for and cherish this sacrament that he's going to institute at the end of his ministry. This is, this is really fascinating. Sometimes we don't realize that Jesus' baptism was at the beginning of his ministry, but he doesn't institute it for his church. I mean, John's baptizing, right? I mean, he's doing all this stuff before Jesus. But Jesus doesn't institute baptism for his church until the end of his ministry, even after his death and resurrection. Then he says, you know, we have the Great Commission, go and baptize and teach. Now we have the institution of this, this sacrament. So we have two bookends um, that deal with very much so. We have the, the humanity at the beginning of our Lord, and we have his divinity uh, you know, very much clearly shown at the end, uh, every, all the way through as well. But um, just this, this fascinating bookend kind of a situation where he's baptized at the beginning, and now we go and we are baptized at the end of his ministry. And they're connected. And, and what are they connected by? But the crossroads, you know, the cross of Jesus. And here we are pulled into that. I love it. It's, it's not a law. It's not something we have to do. It's not a burden. It's something we should want to do, something we long to have done to us, right? And it's not we doing it, but have done to us so that we are connected to our Lord and his gift of salvation. Absolutely. Uh, ah, sorry, I don't mean to, I don't mean to start uh, getting carried away, but it's just such a <laughs> great, great thing. Oh, I love it. It is. It's it's so important. Uh, I, we we only have about thirty seconds left, so this question might be a little. Oh, okay. I know, uh, might be a little too much for thirty <laughs> seconds. But uh, how does how does this event point us forward uh, to the cross? Yeah. Well, like I said, it, you know, it's connected at the beginning there with him being baptized, and he's saying, you know, when you are baptized, you are your death is my death, my or my death is your death. Um, so it's pointing to the cross absolutely, so that we we know that we get his blood, we are covered by his blood and made clean, washed clean from what he does on the cross. My own, I'm probably almost out of time, right? Yep, you're out of time. Uh, okay. <laughs> I know, I know, that's all right. We, we can always have you back to talk about baptism more because that's, I mean, you, you can never Absolutely. get enough baptism. <laughs> Reverend Tyrell Bramwell. Yeah, church, uh, your church of the pastor of our Church of the Week, uh, St. Mark's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Ferndale, California. Thanks so much for being my guest this morning on the Coffee Hour. Thanks for having me. Enjoy. Stay warm. Yeah, thanks. You're listening to the Coffee Hour.